Welcome to Meaningful Musical Conversations, where words are music, hearts are melody, and harmony is our vision. I'm Jill Minier. And I'm Daniel Townsend. And thank you all so much for tuning into our podcast today. So full disclosure, we um, recorded our first episode actually about a week ago, where Jill and I were just sort of talking about the podcast itself and decided to press record and see where it went. And it turned out to be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And so we're thinking, well, this is a great first podcast. Yeah. And essentially, it's just us exploring um, kind of how music is a part of our lives now and how it affects us today and just sort of a general yeah. thing on that. Yeah. And so we're just going to kick off into the rest of the podcast at this point. Mm-hmm. And we'll see you guys in a bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyway. Okay. So I was talking to my friend Lisa. Mm-hmm. Lisa Stano, who we'll probably have on as a guest yeah. one time. And um, yeah, we were talking about, she's asking me, well, what do you think this podcast is about? And, you know, I said, well, it's about music and we're going to have musicians and non-musicians on. And um, anyway, she, she said, she asked me a few more questions um, about what kinds of things I thought we'd talk about. And then she said, you know, Jill, it sounds like, uh, meaningful musical conversations. Hmm. And I thought, gee, that, you That's know. That's a really nice ring to it. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> a lot. Right. I know. Meaningful musical. Music conversations? Music. Music. Yeah. Okay. They may yeah. be musical when we go up and right. down. <laughs> but, yes. but yeah. Right. <laughs> meaningful music conversations. That's cool. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. I like that a lot. Spring. M- Thank you, Lisa. MC. Yeah, I know. <laughs> we got to give her some credit. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Huh. So anyway, um, Daniel. Yeah. Sorry, I'm just chewing on that name now. Yeah. You know, That's I cool. was thinking it might be interesting to talk about how we ended up meeting mm-hmm. um, and how we ended up doing the podcast. Absolutely. How that came up. Yeah. So... <sighs> Uh, we met many, many, many moons ago. <laughs> it would be <laughs> when I was probably, what, uh, 15 maybe? It oh, was, I think younger. Mm, yeah, just below that mid-teen mm-hmm. age. So The tween tates. What would that be? Early high school, I think it was. Mm-hmm. So we first met. And that was, uh, you were friends with my girlfriend's family at the time in yes. high school. And that's kind of, I think mm-hmm. that's how we met, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm definitely. Not mis- misforgetting Most, that. Yeah, I, I know that I saw you over at um, the house because you were in a band there. Right. But I didn't really get to know you at all until, you know, you were um, the, the boyfriend of right. my friend. That's right. So we, then we probably did like pass each other by yeah. when I was a little younger than that. Right. right. Yeah. Okay. Maybe like 11 or something. Yeah. Those <laughs> nice, so you knew me in the awkward band years. With, uh, <laughs> you, I think you had the Justin Bieber yeah. haircut. Oh, I sure did. Probably yeah. for both the times you met me. <laughs> that stuck so, for a long time. I'm sorry. Mm, oh, it's very cute. In fact, I have a picture of you from then. I got to see that picture. Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. And um, so that's where we met. And then... Uh, a number of years passed. I don't know how many years, like quite a few. Quite a few. Probably. Yeah. Let's see. My friend back then was, what, 15 or 16? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then, uh, so probably, yeah, four or five years passed. Right. Yeah. And then I met you at the JC. Yeah, local JC. Yep. Right, right. 
and that was music department stuff Mm -hmm. that we've been doing together. Were we in any classes? We were. Were you? I think you were actually in one of Mark Anderman's classes with me, a theory class. Musicianship, perhaps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably one of the first one or two, maybe, musicianships, because those are cool classes. Yeah, Yeah, they are. And I remember that you um, knew how to do the... Takima, Takima, or whatever that is. <laughs> Takadimi. Takadimi, yes. Yeah. yeah. The sort of um, musical syllable guide, I guess. Exactly. Yeah, I remember that. That and was not fun. not being very good at it as the well. The clapping, really? Oh, yeah. my gosh. I yeah. thought you were amazing. And um, I, you, in particular, I remember that you could do, um, what, what's that called? The Do-Re-Mi. Oh, it was a solfege. Solfege. You learned solfege in high school. Yeah, they had us do that. Um, sort of solfege thing and weird tangent, but I, um, instead of learning sort of the Western ABC sort of musical mm-hmm. notation sort mm-hmm. of thing, I grew up learning kind of a fixed do re mi sort of thing. Oh, uh, really? And when I started on piano when I was like in elementary school, okay. um, yeah, so my, my teacher taught me <laughs> do re mi instead of like the note names. And then it was a weird transition into note names later in elementary school. Yeah, I bet. Um, but it's funny because I pretty much forgot completely how to do solfege mm-hmm. back until it was sort of required at the JC. So right, but then we had a movable dough. Right, exactly. Yeah. So if our listeners aren't... It's probably, uh, yeah, I don't know if I could explain what that is. <laughs> movable you probably dough. could. Uh, yeah, sure. I. So, I mean, movable dough. So, like the solfege system, there's like a certain word or phrase that goes for each note in a scale. Mm-hmm. So, you have um, like in a major scale, do, re, mi, fa, so, la, ti, do. You hear that all the time with vocal warm ups and stuff. Mm-hmm. Probably heard children singing that together yep. all the time, right? So, yeah, there's these syllables that go with each note. And they represent a degree in the scale. So do is like home base. It's the root of the scale. And for example, re would be the second degree of the scale and so on and so forth mm-hmm. up until you get back to do, which is the octave or the eighth note. But with movable do, you can say, all right, um, my note do starts here mm-hmm. and then it continues, but it can also start here. So it's sort of like your home base can be a different note. And right. It just applies that sort of... Yeah. So, for example, notes. if you're if there's, you know, a C7 chord mm-hmm. and your do would be C, right. and if the cool. next measure it's, you know, F minor 7, then right. your do would be F. Right, yeah. So you can yeah. move that around. Absolutely. Yeah. And fixed do is gross. <laughs> difficult. <laughs> I can only imagine. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I never mastered the movable do either, so... Mm-mm. I didn't master either of them ever, really. Uh-huh. Um, I'm a huge fan of just the letter system that we've been using for a long time. I yeah, like that. It makes me sense. too. Yeah. yeah. And in sight reading, when we had to do those sight reading exams, mm-hmm. you know, Mark said, hey, you don't need to, you know, say do, re, mi. Yeah. <laughs> you can just go da, da, da. <laughs> and what a saving grace that was. Oh, my God. Thank goodness. I would say whatever the note started with and maybe the next one. So I might get to like do, me, and then I would drop it immediately going, there's no way. <laughs> I just can't yeah. double up on this. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, yeah, that's yeah. where we met. And right. actually you were in one of my improv, jazz improv classes mm-hmm. with Bennett Friedman. That's right. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love those too. Yeah. Um, no fixed or movable dough there. No <laughs> the jazz improv class. Yeah. That was fun. Yeah. Boy, very, very fun. Yeah. yeah. In fact, I think I, the very first class, um, I mean, I'd been wanting to do this 
for so many years to learn how to play jazz. And my first, and like to play with other people, <clears throat> because before that I was always just playing by myself and <clears throat> classical. But that first, I'll never forget the very first class, um, sitting on the piano bench and Bennett had us all actually playing together. Like everybody in the class, there's all those different instruments, you know, all the different instruments. And we were playing something simple. And I literally, it's one of those, I, I started to like choke and cry, like, <gasps> oh, you know, it's just yeah. this, this the feeling of this emotion just welled up in me like, oh my God, like this is like, I don't know how, it, there's no word for it. It was just this deep kind of experience mm. of just making music together was just, just kind of blew my mind. Yeah, it blew my heart open. So yes. anyway, no. and of course there was a roller coaster ride there <laughs> yeah. through the class because it's kind of a hard. Yeah. Was, it was a tough learning curve for me. It super is, and it was for me as well. Walking mm -hmm. in, I didn't know anything about jazz. Coming in as a rock musician on guitar for the most part, you know. Yeah. Um, went to school for guitar for that reason, and it's kind of either classical or jazz, obviously. So jazz was where I went, and then I didn't know anything about it going in, and so yeah. <laughs> I felt the very, very same way. And it was cool finally being able to read through charts a little bit. Yeah. And actually feeling like I could somewhat roadmap my way through without completely destroying mm -hmm. the integrity of the music. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? I hear you. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's a really good feeling for me, too, to be able to just play through some charts and just feel comfortable Yeah. and make music, like make sounds that I enjoy hearing. And hopefully others right? enjoy hearing yeah, too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's difficult. So, speaking of enjoying music, um, I would love to hear about your first experience when your your earliest memory of of enjoying music, like in a really intense way. Mm. Yeah. Um, two stories come to mind for me thinking about that. So the first is, and it's Maybe not so much about the music, but we'll get into this more, obviously, but music and emotion is definitely hand in hand. So this is a very emotional moment. Um, it was with my father. We were kind of going off. We lived by a park. Um, name was Coffee Park that actually kind of burned down oh a couple of years ago now. Right. Um, but at the time, it wasn't burned down. It was beautiful. Mm. <laughs> We'd go out mm. there and, you know, hang out together. Um, so I'd be on his, like, shoulders. He'd carry me oh. kind of like a big mech, you know, mm. double human bodysuit thing going oh. on, walking down the street. And um, so there was this song. I didn't know what was going on at the time, but there was this song at the end of a Van Halen album um, where they did, like, a acapella Happy Trails sort of mm -hmm. thing where it was like harmonized and really just oh, cool. upbeat and fun. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah. It's kind of a cool way to end an album. It's like, really? I didn't, <laughs> I didn't know where that came from. It was kind of funny. I was listening to Van Halen back then. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so we, we'd like kind of jam out and sing that as we're going to the park. So that was kind of my first memory. Wow. Um, music wise was that sort of thing. And then and growing what up, it, wait, can I ask you some yeah. more about that? So what, what, it, what was that experience like? What did it feel like when you, when you heard oh, that? Oh, that's, I mean, there was there was definitely like a sort of freedom and it was a very joyous thing. It's definitely one of those first memories you have of just pure joy going on. Wow. Yeah, because uh, it was beautifully sunny out there. And I remember all the smells of like there was, I have no idea what these trees were by our house, but they had a very peculiar smell to them, but definitely adds to sort of that memory. Mm. Um, 
Yeah, and just singing that on his shoulders together. Yeah, mm. just kind of bouncing to the rhythm on top wow. of him. Like, yeah, <laughs> this and is how good. neat that you were with your dad. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, wow. and I think he was probably thrilled to hear me screaming some Van Halen <laughs> down the street too. <laughs> oh my God, I could just hear it. Yeah, how it's, cute! It's oh my God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was that's a great memory, definitely. And then the other one that came to mind was. Uh, I was really into sort of the Charles Schultz peanuts, you know, um, Charlie Brown sort of stuff back Mm -hmm. then, uh, both the comics and like all the movies that they had out, all that sort of thing. Um, But so the music really caught my ear back then. And we had a CD with most of the Vince Guaraldi stuff that Mm -hmm. he had done for that. Um, And I had like a little DVD player that sat on top of this pretty massive shelf at the time of course I was little so anything's massive but <laughs> almost up to the ceiling this shelf and this dvd player up there and so we had the cd player or sorry not dvd player cd player uh had the cd in there with all the Vince Guaraldi tunes mm. and I'd kind of sit there on the ground with my legs hanging up <laughs> kind of attached to the um cabinet here just my legs looking up at the ceiling and wow. just listen to the whole thing mm. over and over yeah and that was different that was like me sort of i don't know more intently focused on the music that's kind of that first memory of mm-hmm. realizing there was stuff going on there yeah it still felt so good all those tunes like had a good feeling yeah. for the most part you know joyful yeah it was definitely a cool charm to that and probably because it was tied to the good memories of the shows and yeah Neat. interesting mm-hmm. yeah first jazz sort of uh listening was back then and that didn't come back around till the college years, which was mm-hmm. interesting, but mm-hmm. interesting. Yeah. So that's what came up for me, but now I want to flip the table a little bit and see <laughs> <laughs> maybe what your first, oh you know, gosh. take of music is, or maybe just a memory. Yeah. You know, um, what comes to mind? Boy, you know, I think one of the first memories, um, maybe the earliest memory that I have is, um, let's see, I can tell how old I was by the house we were living in at the time. So I think I was about five. And <clears throat> we had this little alcove in the living room. And uh, there were some, there were two speakers there on the floor. Mm-hmm. And I would go into this little alcove. And there was just one song in particular that I will listen to over and over and over again on a 45. Mm-hmm. And it was Bobby Sherman. <laughs> um, Julie, 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 do you love me? And I would put my ear up to the speaker mm. and just like hear this, this man, this male voice. Mm-hmm. It was like something about this male voice <clears throat> saying um, it, it, he had so much of a sense of longing and love and just the idea that he wanted to know whether I loved him <laughs> or not. I mean, I, it was just like I would get lost in this world of, Julie, 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 do you love me? Right, yeah. <laughs> Will you always be there? Well, you know, it's kind of like I ended up with, I think, marrying a guy. <laughs> <laughs> the same thing. That's but funny. it's kind of, yeah. yeah, it's kind of funny. Um, but yeah, that was such an intense memory. And in a way, you know, I kind of, um, when I think about how I was feeling at the time. I think, you know, I was always like like a lonely kid. Yeah, sure. And so having that, having somebody, like they were talking to me, right. felt really somehow calming and um, soothing. Right. Yeah. And so the music in some way was tied to you, you know, that man was speaking to you. Yeah, yeah. 
Oh boy, that's deep. Hey, no. <laughs> that's deep. I mean, this is very... <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, so that was, um, I, you know, I think that, come to think of it as I continued to listen to music, I used to put the headphones on all the time and um, listen in my own little world. And I think the main theme for me was always listening to love songs, mm-hmm. you know, um, and just putting myself in that place of just, yeah, in that, in, in that kind of vibe. Um, romantic and mm-hmm. just interesting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's some connections in there, mm-hmm. you know, some very deep ones. Yeah. Especially when the um, emotion comes through as honest, you mm-hmm. know, which I guess, it's isn't it funny that we can interpret that pretty easily? It seems like most people are able to agree that this person is singing in an honest way, yeah, you know? Totally. It's very... Absolutely. It just comes across <laughs> somehow, Ab- some way. Yeah, I agree. Mm. Yeah. Well, it's, it's interesting, the, the contrast, actually, between our experiences and, you know, kind of what, um, what, what that music was feeding us or mm. um, contributing to. And, um, yeah, interesting. And then to, to look at what we do today, you know, and I know that you're kind of into heavy metal mm-hmm. and... Um, all over the board, but all over the board, hard, hard stuff and some soft stuff too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I'm curious. Mm-hmm. Um, so does heavy metal? I've never quite understood that. Sure. But I'm so curious about it because some of the most gentle, like quiet people I know, um, mm-hmm. are into heavy metal. Right. And you know what? I I can't attest to like some of those folks that really listen to some very very heavy stuff. Mm-hmm. I've never quite been down that route. Um, but from what, you know, I'm friends with a lot of those people and definitely have been tied into that sort of scene for a long time. So what I've heard over and over again is that that sort of music is an outlet for many things. I mean, it could be frustration, anger, or just some positive things too, obviously. Like mm-hmm. it can be a great space to kind of feel emotion and also to just let out some energy in a lot yeah. of ways. So yeah, what you say is interesting, right? Is that some of the most quiet, calm people really listen to some of that, what people would describe as very heavy, hardcore sort mm-hmm. of stuff, right? Yeah. Um, but I mean, that probably speaks to something about the human psyche, just human mm-hmm. emotion needing some sort of outlet. Yeah. And I think that sort of outlet definitely resonates with certain people. Yes. You know? It's yes. just a space that's, I mean, we all have that sort of space in ourselves that's very heavier. Yeah, <laughs> you know we, what I mean? Yes, we do. Some of, us, <laughs> some of us sit into that a little more than others, and that's totally normal. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, so I think for some people that just resonates so great, mm-hmm. and it's a great outlet for them to kind of feel and express some of those parts of themselves. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, like, that kind of puts them in their neutral spot, like you their know, zone the, where they're... Yeah, that makes a lot of sense yeah. because, you know, emotions can just build up and especially if there's frustration or anger, um, that it really, that energy needs needs to go somewhere yes. and be released. And so that's, that's interesting. I very much agree with that. Yeah. And for me, music has always been a space where I've always been a little more, not as great <laughs> at feeling my emotions out, you know, like <laughs> kind of... St- not being able to sit in them very easily on my own, I guess. Um, Or just kind of ignoring what's going on, you know? I've Mm -hmm. been good at that, too. So whenever I sit down with some music, it's funny. It's like the minute I start to decide, like, all right, I'm going to listen to something, I kind of immediately go to music that's going to help me 
um, sit in the emotions I've been ignoring. Yeah. You know? I so totally get it. It's, it's exactly that. And yeah. I think that's the same way for most people actually. Yeah. And we usually have like, I don't know about you, but for different periods of my life, boy, I'd have just one CD on repeat back yes. in the day, <laughs> the days of CDs. What were some of those? <laughs> oh my God. Like, um, Sinead O'Connor. Uh-huh. Um, oh, there was a period of time where I was just really feeling like a lot of pain about some stuff mm-hmm. and just kind of feeling angry. And, um, Sinead O'Connor, that album, what was the name of it? Oh my gosh. Um, I can't remember the name of it right now, but it was her big, you know, really well-known one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so there was that. And then Alanis Morissette. Oh Oh, my God. I would just scream in the car sometimes and that would just feel so good. (laughs) You know, just let out my frustrations. Um, and then sometimes when I would feel really sad, I would listen to Alison Krauss. Um, there's this one album and it's just, oh my gosh. Um, there's a ghost in my house is one of those the songs and uh, that I just could listen to over and over again. And her quiet, sweet voice. Talk about being real. Wow, her voice mm-hmm. um, on, that, on that album. It's just really would touch my heart and soften my heart and allow me really to accept those feelings, those emotions of, of sadness. And mm-hmm. That's very powerful. <laughs> yeah. We're lucky to have people in this world that can create those things for us. Oh my gosh. We really, really are. Yes. It is really, truly a gift. (laughs) Boy. I know now we're, we're here sitting in this emotional (laughs) slumber all of a sudden. (laughs) Exactly. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Back into those, you know, memories. You know, it's interesting because I used to listen to a lot of what my husband would call sad boy music, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and just like Elliot Smith. I had a big period of where I would listen to, you know, all of Elliot Smith's music. And just the other day he said, hey, because this was back like in 1998, 1999. And um, yeah, it just felt great to listen to his music. And so the other day my husband was saying um, he was going through a rough time. And he said, Jill, because he never liked sad boy music. <laughs> he did, didn't really understand it. Yeah, He's like, yeah. why do you like that sad boy music? But for me, I don't know. I just really identify with the gentle yeah. kind of, you know, Definitely. guy in touch with his emotions. Absolutely. And um, so he said, how about putting on some of your sad boy music? And so I thought to myself, oh, my gosh, I haven't listened to that in so long. And I went to put on, I thought like, okay, who was my main guy? Well, yeah, Elliot Smith. And so I put that on and started to listen to it. And I'm telling you, oh my gosh, my experience was so different. Because how many years have passed? Like 18 or something, Mm -hmm. almost Mm -hmm. 20 years. Wow. Well, probably 20 years. And, you know, I'm kind of in a different space and it just didn't really do it for me anymore. Didn't and I'm, re- I don't yeah. know if it did it for him either. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's great. Yeah, isn't that fascinating? It doesn't mm-hmm. resonate in the same way, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Got to be in the right space. Yeah. On the other hand, I'll tell you one of my go-to albums. Yes. <laughs> I want to hear it. I don't know. Boston. Oh, no way. Seriously, oh. yeah. That was my that was my thing when I was 15. And still to this day, if I'm on a plane, and I'm feeling really antsy and I'm stuck, you know, in that middle seat and you just can't freaking move. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think we're all familiar with that unless you're Ugh. going first class. <laughs> <laughs> Lucky <Right>. duck. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so just sitting there, oh, my God, with the headphones and just blasting it. And somehow that loud music, it just 
um, it does, it makes me calm down. That's really like cool. my whole body just relaxes and I could fall asleep to it. In fact. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Just to touch back on that, you hear a lot of these heavy metal guys saying, yeah, I fall asleep to this all the time. Really? Yeah, Interesting. Totally. Yeah. yeah. I no, guess our brains are all like different and yeah. respond differently. It totally. Yeah. Um, yeah, because well, Boston's pretty kicking, you mm-hmm. know? That's pretty rocking. I thought you could appreciate that a of little course. bit. <laughs> oh, dude, yeah. I love all that stuff that was mm-hmm. coming out back then, really. Yeah. Like, it's so nice. That's, like, the one thing on the radio I'm able to listen to these days now. It's, like, I can't really listen to much on there, personally. Um, but every once in a while, like, the, the classic rock stations will play some of that mm-hmm. really great stuff. Yeah. And it just feels so good. I agree. You know? yeah. I didn't live in the time, but... <laughs> Wish I did. <laughs> That's all I'm gonna say. Yeah. Oh, yeah. and that one of the musicians, I um, I guess is it the guitarist? Did you? I read this long um interview in this article or whatever about him, and he. Do you know like his history that he created these special pedals, foot pedals? Mm. He's the inventor of um these special foot pedals for his guitar, and these are, that made all these really wild sounds. Oh, really? Yeah. I'm that, not sure. I've known this. Yeah. I. You know, you should look him up because. I don't remember his name, but um, I do know that some really big musicians have purchased that item from him. Oh, I wish I, I could see. remember, but oh, man. anyway. Yeah, I have no doubts. There was a mm. lot of experimenting back then. Yeah. It still is. but. And there's a great story about the, that guitarist and his relationship with his dad, which is very interesting to, to uh to hear about how his dad was so against him doing music and told him, you know, wanted him to, I think, be an engineer. Mm. And um, I might be wrong about that engineer, but it, that some seems to ring a bell. And his dad would just say, you're never going to make it. You're never going to make it. And, yeah. And just, it's just interesting to read those happened. stories. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, go here. Love you. that. Yeah, that's great. Were your parents um, kind of behind you with the music thing? Well, Did that not happen until later? Or? Um, you know what? I so appreciate the fact that my mom, um, she found like the best piano teacher for me and in our, in our little town. And so I started taking classical piano at eight. And um, then I switched teachers I didn't really like this teacher very much. And I refused to play recitals. And my mother had called her. Oh, this is terrible. My mother called her to say that I was quitting the lessons. And she literally started to cry on the phone. Um, and that, that was kind of sad. She's like, Jill's my best student. And I'm so sad. Why are you leaving? But I ended up, I ended up with another teacher, Mrs. Pohl. Mm-hmm. And I really liked Mrs. Pohl a lot. Uh, she was pretty strict. We used to get graded. Whoa. for each lesson. Um, and this is an interesting story, but, oh, my God. I was such a perfectionist when I was a kid, and I was probably maybe at this time 12. Um, but when I, she graded us from zero to four, and if I would get a three, <laughs> I literally would start crying. I mean, I would try to hold back so that she didn't see because I was a very quiet person back right. then and I did not allow my emotions to be seen, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. unlike today. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's great. That's a great, good change. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I but, grew up the same way. Oh, my God. It was just devastating. <clears throat> and I would just sit there like, it was like trying to burst out and tears would stream down my face and I was so embarrassed that I was crying. And then I remember seeing her 
out in public one time. Oh my God. Mm. And I was just so ashamed. It's funny oh. to think back then, just really ashamed of the fact that I was, that I, that she saw me crying, which happened, well, maybe not too frequently, but, but yeah, just this really embarrassing feeling. Well, that's, yeah, that's an interesting space to be with music instructors that are now grading mm-hmm. or at least were grading. That's, yeah. I've never, I don't know if I've come across that before. Yeah. You know, I don't know that. Uh, I always tried my best Yeah, and just for some reason, knowing I was getting graded, it would make me more nervous. Of course. So, you know, that teacher, I don't know if I left her or if she moved away, but I ended up with, um, one more teacher. Oh my gosh. Um, Mrs. Pollock. Hmm. Nina Pollock, and she was a, actually the professor of piano at Syracuse University. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> um, my mom, you know, really, she looked to get me the best teacher. And so I took with Nina for a number of years in my teen years. And, and Nina was like a dream. She was amazing. Um, so, yeah, I really, I really appreciated her. Yeah. Boy, that brings back a lot of memories. Right? Anyway, yes. but so my mom was behind me um, back to that. So my mom was always very supportive, taking me lessons. Um, my dad, on the other hand, um, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm just going to leave it at that sure. because, uh, yeah, not the supportive type. Um, yeah, kind of very critical. and. Gotcha. I understand that. Yeah, maybe that's why that story about you and your dad having that connection just really gets me. That's a beautiful thing. Yeah. So. Yeah. But um, onward. What about you? Sure. Um, what was the question? <laughs> Were your parents supportive? Yeah, that's right. Um, of course. <laughs> right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so they're the ones that pushed me into this place I'm in today. Hmm. Um, it was one of those things. It's like, all right. We're trying to figure out what Daniel likes. Like, what what is he into? Because I did a lot of things as a kid trying to figure it out. But sounds like I grew up in a similar space as you where I'd hold on to, you know, wouldn't show emotion much and I'd really beat myself up mm. pretty easily. Mm-hmm. You know, I wanted yeah. to be just, just the best yeah. I could be. And yeah. if I felt like I wasn't, which was most of the time, right. it yeah. backfired. Ugh. So sports were a huge problem for me at the time. Um, I liked them, but I hated the facts that we could have the possibility of losing and that I'd usually blame myself oh. for losing. <laughs> oh <laughs> Which, my God. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that went on for a while. Uh, my mom was like, you want to take piano lessons? And I was kind of like, yeah, I don't know, <laughs> I don't know about that. Mm-hmm. And she's like, all right, you're doing it. I was like, ah, okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, that was great. I loved wow. it. It turns out. So, so right off the bat, you started, you just really took to it. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, cool. Piano just exploded pretty quick for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and just thinking about my first teacher, I wish I could remember her name. Um, apologies if she ever somehow <laughs> listens to this. I don't know. Uh, but you never know. Um, she was fantastic. In fact, what's interesting about her is that it kind of parallels me in a lot of ways. She's not, she didn't consider herself a piano teacher, really. She was a guitarist at the time, which I'm kind of in that boat now. <laughs> it feels mm-hmm. like I'm teaching kids piano and stuff, but consider myself a guitar teacher more than a pianist. Anyway. Um, aside from that, she taught me great. And she was the one that taught me the solfege stuff. Okay. Back then. Yeah. Um, and I started doing a lot of ragtime oh, yeah. tunes on piano uh-huh. to learn. Anyway, back to the question of did my parents support me? Yeah, totally. And then with guitar, many years later, back 
kind of around, uh, what is that, middle school years? My dad was like, so you want to play guitar? Same, same, like literally the same story goes down here. I'm like, I, I don't know about that. <laughs> He's like, all right, let's go, let's go look at some guitars. I was like, oh, okay. And they look pretty great. Yeah, yeah. Cool, oh right? my god. And I mean, what what kid at age twelve doesn't want to be a guitar star, right? Yeah. So I'm like, all right, fine. And we pick out like he lets me gives me a budget, lets me pick one out off the wall. Turns out to be a great little what whatever two hundred dollar guitar. It turned out to be fantastic. Um, and then he enrolled me in lessons, and that kicked off sort of Sweet. in the same way. Yeah. Is the piano stuff, but unfortunately, the piano went at the wayside at that point. Was that classical piano that you were learning or a combination if you were doing ragtime too? Yeah, so I had two instructors. Um, The first one was that guitarist. And that was mostly ragtime stuff and some more classical stuff. Mm -hmm. And then the next piano uh, teacher I had, his name is Bo, and who knows, he might uh, hear this one day. I see him every once in a while. A great instructor who went to Sonoma State and graduated there. Um, and he kind of taught me a lot of different stuff. There was some classical tunes. He taught me some blues stuff. Mm. He definitely taught me a good amount of things back then. I wish I could remember all the songs in detail. We even did take five. So we did some experimenting and some more difficult, I guess, Mm -hmm. stuff at the time. Yeah. So he was fantastic as well. Um, apologies to him for like, just having a sort of disinterest in the piano at that time, I think <laughs> that's kind of hard as a teacher to see your student not be interested as much. And I know he saw that in me. So sorry, Bo, <laughs> if you're listening to this. <laughs> I'm sure he forgives you. <laughs> yeah, it is what it is now, right? But <laughs> yeah. uh, just so you know, I've gotten back into things a little bit with the piano. So if that's, that's so cool. some sort of redemption for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah. So my dad was interested in me playing guitar. My mom was interested in me playing piano and they were always helpful with, you know, I was in various little rock groups and stuff when I was young and mm-hmm. you, you saw some of that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So they were helpful with, I mean, even my mom drove me out to Cloverdale for practices once a wow. week, which is ridiculous. Thinking about it now, like a 45 minute drive. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she'd do She's that. devoted. Yeah. She loved it. Yeah. Um, that was a fun group. Wow. More, more details on that, maybe on a different podcast. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so they've always been supportive. And then, uh, from there, I've just kind of taken the wheel, but they're always behind me. So I've, That's I've, great. I grew up super fortunate to have that. I mean, who knows where I'd be if I didn't have those first piano lessons now. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, it's really neat how your parents were so encouraging and they just really wanted you to, to find something to latch on to. And, yeah. but it, and yet it doesn't <clears throat> sound like they were forceful or... No, they were just wanting me to experiment and yeah. see what clicked. Luckily, we found that pretty quick. Yeah. You know? I think that... You know, um, boy, I don't know about you, but if somebody tries to force me to do something (laughs) or, you know, puts this demand, okay, you must do this, you know, anytime, even if it were, you know, my parent, I just do not respond well to that. Um, a part of me, even if I want to do something, if somebody's, you know, (laughs) I used to, my dad used to have this thing about raking leaves and, you know, he'd say, Jill, um, you know, I'd like you to rake the leaves. <laughs> and I'd say, great. And so I actually like to rake the leaves. Right. But I was thinking, you know, there were other things I was going to do, like practice the piano <laughs> and maybe a couple of other things. And then he'd say, um, 
he would just ask me like 10 times in a row in this voice, are you going to, when are you going to rake the leaves? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and all of a sudden it's like, I didn't want to rake the leaves right. because he's trying to get me to rake the leaves. But I think that some parents do that with um, kids and their instruments. And I don't know. I wonder how that affects them. I know my mom, her mother kind of forced her to take piano lessons right. for seven years and she can't play a note, you know? And so on the other hand, I do know somebody that um, her parents were basically like told her she had to play the piano. Right. Um, and she didn't really want to or enjoy it that much, but right. you know what? She's a musician now and she's yeah. happy that her, her parents did, but right. I, I guess we're all different. I personally just um, do not respond well to being forced. And I just like to find that inner motivation myself. Yes. Yeah. Cause that's way more inspiring. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you see that all the time. Like, what a fine line that must be to like kids that are um, kind of forced into lessons and stuff mm -hmm. that just deep down don't enjoy it or don't find like, I'm sure there are kids that go in that maybe don't enjoy it at first, but kind of learn mm -hmm. that they actually do, mm -hmm. you know, over yeah. some, some time. But I don't think that's something that can ever really be forced. Yeah. That's, that's, that's ridiculous to think that you can force, you know, someone that doesn't enjoy something to discontinue through it. You know? Right. I mean, gosh, as an adult, I wouldn't like somebody to do that with me. Absolutely. So like, why would I, I don't know. It just, yeah. I'll leave it at that. Yeah. Right. We could have a whole parenting <laughs> yeah. talk. This is oh my welcome gosh. to parenting 101 <laughs> uh, music edition. Dan and Jill oh. here. Yeah. <laughs> don't force your kids to do stuff. guys. Yeah. All right. No. <laughs> Oh, or at least come man. on and debate with us about that. <laughs> um, yeah, no. So, yeah. And I certainly, <laughs> I certainly have a couple students that I see that going on. Mm -hmm. They might not necessarily be interested in what's going on. Yeah. It is what it is. It is what you it know? is, yeah. 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 Um, what was I going to say? Um, oh, well, you know, when I was a kid, I really did want to I really wanted to learn how to play like songs that I heard on the radio but unfortunately my teacher would you know she was she would say that classical music is the only good music and that everything else is is crap and she would not teach me she did one of them one of the teachers did she was willing to teach me some ragtime though some nice. Scott Joplin stuff yeah. but I really regret that because <clears throat> um I think there's a lot to I I would have loved to have learned to play by ear and figure songs out and um, you know and these days um, well obviously from going back to the JC mm -hmm. and studying jazz I have learned a lot that makes it easier for me to actually compose my own stuff so um, but yeah I yeah I, I see where you're coming from a different yeah. foundational thing mm -hmm. going on there instead of st sticking strictly to the classical stuff yeah. you could have learned some tools that might have definitely yeah. alright guys we're going to cut the podcast there today but once again thank you all for tuning in to our little podcast and one thing I do want to say um, at the end here is that we will have guests coming on each time we do one of these uh, today it's just Jill and I yes. that could be a cool book name but <laughs> <laughs> no we'll have like Jill that. and I and a guest <laughs> yes yeah. I'm really excited about our guest uh, list that I've already got running down a long one here um, we've got some so many cool people to talk to and 
And Daniel and I, um, we actually are just getting to know each other too. And we're actually looking forward to getting to know each other a little bit more as this podcast goes on too. Yeah, more stories of us, more stories of others. And so. more stories with you. Yes. I hope you all have some meaningful musical conversations. <laughs> uh, as do I. <laughs> okay, we'll see you later. Yeah, thanks for tuning in. Mm-hmm. See you guys.